there's many different ways you can start because you can start say just taking an app and redesigning it yourself hi everyone thanks for tuning into notes of design to support our cause spread knowledge and knowledge should not be hidden behind paywalls we have a very special guest on our episode today Let's welcome Miriam Isaac. She is a UX designer and co-founder at Hux.com. She's been interviewed by Instagram and other famous platforms on design. She has given her exceptional deliverables across the Fortune 200 companies and she's also been known as the top 18 UX accounts to be followed in 2019. And she shared a lot of knowledge and insights throughout the episode. We had a great conversation with so much laughters in between discussing the interaction design. Hope you guys enjoy and learn. Hello Medium, welcome to Notes of Design. It's pleasure hosting you on our show today. Hi, thanks so much for having me. Um I'm absolutely excited, so excited to be here. So Medium, if you could give a brief about you to our listeners. Okay, great. So hi, I'm Miriam. Hi. <laughs> I'm a UX designer. I've been designing and creating for the web for the past 8 years, and right now I've been doing um UX contract work and consulting work, and I enjoy giving back to the community on Instagram. Wow, Miriam. So to our listeners out there, Miriam is one of the experts in UX field and she's been the top 18 accounts to be followed by on Instagram. So Miriam, let's talk on interaction design today. Okay, great. Awesome. So, what is interaction design, and how vital is interaction design in shaping a product or an experience? And how different is it from the other disciplines of design? Okay, so interaction design is, I would say, designing the interactions between from screen to screen. So, say you know you're designing a mobile application. The buttons need to go in a certain place, and the text needs to go in a certain place. And then when you press the button, something happens. You're the person that needs to design. what happens when you press that button it's different from say you've got the layout the layout is choosing where the different components go so you'll say maybe you'll have a heading at the top and then maybe you have an image and then maybe you'll have a button and it's the layout part is making those decisions based upon the different business objectives or the different goals that a user may have in the application and the interaction design is choosing well when i press the button Does the something swipe up? The something swipe left? The something swipe, swipe right? The something overlay? The something? Do I go to the next screen? Do I go back? And it's making those uh, micro decisions in an application or website. Wow, Miriam, thank you so much. So, if you could tell us your process so that our listeners can get inspired by my UX process. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So first, I'll start with the discovery, and that's asking a certain set of questions to stakeholders or founders or the client, whoever is hiring me to design their application. So I'll sit down with them and ask them a certain set of questions to really understand their project goals and business needs. Then after that, during that process, I'll also ask them if they have any users that I can talk to to do user interviews for. So then I'll go off and I'll do I'll go do a set of user interviews with different people with either potential customers or customers they already have to uncover what problems they have and if it's say a brand new application or brand new website then I'll do research in terms of of their competitors and find people that use their competitor websites or their competitor applications and do user interviews with that. So that gives beginners both ways because I know sometimes a lot of people will ask me well what if they don't have an app 
how do I get started? So I would say, ask them in your discovery, who are your competitors? And then, you know, go out and find people to interview on their competitor app so that you can find opportunities there to create an app that differentiates and is better than those apps. Okay, then after that, I'll take all that the user interview data alongside with the discovery data. And then, of course, if there's an existing application, I'll probably set some tools on it like Google Analytics or Hotjar and start recording heat maps and recording also users using their applications. And I'll take that data as well. And I'll start defining the problem at hand together with, and I'll present all that back to the stakeholders and present, and we'll come together to define where we want the product strategy to go. Once that's defined, and this can, you know, and this also has many different flavors. You could be working in a company where you've got a dedicated PM that will be defining that with you. You could be working with a early stage startup where the founder will be doing that with you. So it really, it's also very project dependent as well. So once you have that, then you can get started on the um, design deliverables. So first you'll start with an informational architect um, that is laying out how the app is laid out in terms of its structure, okay, and flow, not in terms of task flow or user flow, but this is structure. So say you'll have like the homepage and then you'll have categories and where do, where does stuff fall within those categories. Is there a search bar? It's like the structure of, say, it's like a blueprint of a house, okay? And, and it's the structure of how that's built. Then after that, you'll start doing the user flows, which it's kind of like, I like to describe it like a recipe. <laughs> so in a recipe, what you do is you have your goal to bake a cake, right? And the steps that you take to bake that cake. You put in the sugar, you put in the flour, you put in the water, you mix it. A user flow is those steps. You're going to start writing out what steps a user needs to take to certain tasks in your app, which are which the say business owners or the users will prescribe in your user research phase. So you want to take that and you want to start designing out those flows. So it could be as simple as a sign in, like okay, sign in. Okay, password. What happens if I forget my password? What happens? If I want to create a new account and you're creating those user flows as well. Once you've done the user flows, then you can start on the wireframes. <laughs> and you take each user flow part and you make them into the screen. So you start designing up the screens, and that could be on paper, that could be in XD or in Figma, however you like to make wireframes. Once that's once you've done all that and you've sat down with your that's another touch point also to sit down with the stakeholders or your client or the founders and to say, okay, this is our, this is our wire flow, which is like a combination of your user flow and your wireframe. Okay, how do you feel about these interactions? And you can even make a clickable prototype um, for increased communication. Once you have that sign off and we're all good on our interactions and our placement and our layout, we can start with UI design. <laughs> so that is, <laughs> finally we can start with the colors and the fonts and all the shapes and all that fun stuff so <laughs> so that of course there's also in my discovery there's like a branding part in case they don't have a brand or in case they do have a brand to uncover how they want to in terms of things like colors and shape and all of that and I have them describe their brand as a person so I can really get that look and feel down once about that also at the same time when you're designing the screens i also recommend designing starting to design the design system in tandem 
and taking these components and putting them into a separate artboard and saying, okay, that's my, this is the button style I'm going to use, this is the fonts I'm going to use, this is the one we use. You can also, you know, add them as components in Figma so that everything becomes um, automated as your workflow goes because screens can get, there could be a lot of screens. So, <laughs> yeah, no. yeah, and that's my process. So much, uh, Miriam. So, if you have to suggest like the new creatives who are entering into this field, what will be your suggestion to them? How to start with or how to begin with? I would say go on Instagram and start following, you know, all the people there. They have really great suggestions. You can start, there's many different ways you can start because you can start, say, just taking an app and redesigning it yourself in your own mind and just putting that onto Dribble, putting that on Instagram and getting that kind of feedback on the UI part can also start say there's an app that you use every day and you feel like it could be improved you could do your own little user research project and start speaking to friends and do usability tests and do user interviews and kind of create your own project and redesign an app on your own and start making that case study and putting it on things like medium or even on your own website or on sharing a process on instagram it's really the best way to get into the field Thank you so much, uh, Miriam. By on a closing note, like I would ask you, like, what are your favorite reads that you want to suggest to us? Okay, so okay, so the world of UX is really changing. So a lot of books become outdated pretty fast. <laughs> yeah, true. So it's definitely a really hard. I always find it really hard to recommend books because for me, I do. Everyone knows I'm a big reader. Um, I read a lot of. I read um a variant of books across like the spectrum so not just UX design also I like to read things on branding or self-development or um also I like things on um behavioral economics and behavioral science which is not UX books per se but there's so much that we can learn as UX designers from a book on behavioral economics because we are you know I would say we are choice architects we architect choice for people and understanding how humans make choices which is actually emotional and not logical, like we like to think, cool. is actually really valuable. So books like um, Predictably Rational, you know, what's it called again? The one by Dan Early, Predictably Rational. Um, there's also Thinking Fast and Slow, which is, those are two great books on behavioral economics. There's also UX Bytes, which we know from Instagram. He's got a great book that's just fantastic, like table, coffee table book on UX, which is just great to like educate also other people on UX design as well. There's um, a book called Design Systems, which if you're working inside in-house a company, you need to get familiar with design systems and how to build them properly. And I would recommend that book. It's called Design Systems and it's by Smashing Magazine. There's also Don Norman's book, The Design of Everyday Things, which is just a good, not necessarily about digital design it's more about product design analog but it's a great foundational book on just understanding how human beings process external stimuli and that's you know a great foundation for UX designer wow thank you so much Miriam I'm glad that you have came today on our show and helped us you know spread knowledge across to empower the young creatives we'll love to host you again on our show Oh, thank you. I had a really good time. And yeah, anything. I'm so happy that I could help. Happy designing, everyone.